Once in a Fortnite, a podcast by fans for fans. Hey everybody and welcome to Once in a Fortnite. I am your host, Nick, a.k.a. The Weiler, and today we're going to be talking a lot of Fortnite. We got some Battle Royale news, we got some PvE news, and most importantly, we have another edition of Pitch Time. Well, it's another edition, but it's my first time actually calling it Pitch Time. So, yeah. So a little bit of grinding before we get started just like all the other times, we're still on the march to 100. We're getting very, very, very close. So good job, guys. Let's get all the way up to 100 by the end of March. That would be super cool. I would absolutely love that. And that gives you guys two chances at $10. And also, we'll have my wife play Battle Royale, which now might be the best time because it's getting really good. Um, so... Once again, you can go to Once Fortnite on Twitter. Um, so real quick, things might sound a little bit different. There might be some weird pauses. I'll try to get rid of that. We're doing a new system where I can have the music going on at the same time and I can record everything at the same time. It's this brand new thing I just invented called OBS, which I think stands for Obese Balls Swiss. It's true. Look it up. And I invented it. Just kidding. Um, I'm using OBS now, and so it allows me to have the music, and it cuts down on editing. Um, but just so you guys know, there might be a little bit of weirdness or whatever. So I just wanted to let you guys know that just in case you find something just a little bit off. And hopefully um, we'll get the kinks worked out and everything, and you won't ever notice the difference. But if you did notice the difference... Well, good for you. You deserve a cookie. So now it's time for I've Got 99 Problems and a Husk Ain't One. All right, we got some breaking news for you today. That's right, breaking news. It just broke today. They just announced officially the five teams of 20. And so that's really cool because they've been kind of hinting at that for a while. And they're like, oh, you know, we might have something like that coming soon. And and so it's nice that they finally, um, you know, put it out there. I hope I know it's a limited time event, but um, I saw a tweet the other day that said that there was a gold only game mode. I had absolutely no idea. And maybe that's just because I had a lot of stuff going on. We have a big transition as far as, as you know, getting new stuff and everything. And I'm, there's a lot of stuff in the background. So, I mean, maybe, maybe I just missed it. But apparently there was a gold-only game mode. And I didn't even get a chance to try that out. So hopefully the five teams of 20 lasts a little bit longer. And this time I'm actually paying a little bit of attention. Speaking of tweets, I am trying to make sure that I do... Um, at least one tweet a day to make sure to get out to you guys and interact with you a little bit more. And speaking of, we're going to do a tweet right now. We're doing it on air. Hey, guys. Recording now. Say 
What's up? Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Boom! There we go. There's my daily tweet out to you guys. So if you saw it and you liked it, thank you. If you didn't, what the hell? Why have you not followed us yet? I'm just kidding because I don't want I don't want to scare you off and make you make you scared. Um, anyway, so let's get started. We got the five teams twenty. Um, I'm super excited about this. Um, I I really do feel the uh, the uh, the two teams of fifty might have been a little bit too much. I really really liked it because it was nice not having to worry about every single person on the map ver versus you know my four people. It was nice to know that, you know, we could take over an entire town and then just kind of make it our own. And that was like a really cool feeling. However, when it came to guns and ammo and stuff like that, there were a couple of times I was kind of left in the dark and I maybe had a pistol, maybe had a shotgun. And so what I ended up doing is I started getting just a bunch of material so that I could contribute in some way <laughs> because I was just like, okay, okay, sure, sure, not gonna, not gonna lie. So, um, hopefully this time with five teams of 20, there's still a little bit of urgency because, you know, there's five teams instead of just two. Um, so there are going to be more people. Um, if they do it like before, obviously we can con or we can communicate with our squad mates and we can go back and forth and everything, but we can't communicate with our team. So it's, there's still going to be that little bit of, you know, fast heart rate when you're first going down. You don't know who's friendly, who's not friendly until you hit the ground. And I really like that about the 50 versus 50. So now that we got five teams of 20, like, I don't know. It, it it's definitely going to be a really cool mode and I I really feel like they need to keep the limited time modes going a little bit longer. I mean, even if it is only over the weekend, do like a couple of weekends in a row or something like that. Really let it marinate with people. Um I feel like the limited time uh when they did the shooting test, that one lasted pretty good long amount of time, I think, and that was that was that was nice. But um I just I hope this one lasts a while because I'd really like to get in there and get dirty with it. Um, another thing that they came up with is the uh, hunting rifle. It's, it's nice because um, now you have a lower rarity of guns, so you have the white and the green, and so that's kind of nice. And it just and obviously the setback is that you don't have a you don't have a scope, but you still have to worry about bullet drop. That kind of sucks, especially when you can like hit somebody with a pistol halfway across the map as long as, you know, you're just, you aim correctly. <laughs> just because it happens to be a sniper rifle, suddenly there's a bullet drop, and, which I, I always thought was weird in the first place. Um, but I digress. But the damage drop itself is not that bad. You can hit somebody from very far away and still get almost full damage and so that's really cool and obviously that's one of the key benefits of a sniper rifle and so you still have that carryover from the sniper rifle um here's my issue my biggest issue is the animation and this goes for all of the other guns that only have one bullet for every time you do it you have to reload and then cock and so you pull out a magazine, put it back in, and then you cock it. And it's just like, I don't know, like that that bugs me a little bit because I'm like, I want just a little bit of realism. 
you know, I'd rather like maybe then put a bullet into the top of the thing, which I know this one has a mag, but that's not the point. It's just every single time having to reload. It just seems silly. Why couldn't they have done a five round clip and you still had to like cock it each time? They still could have, you know, manufactured a slower fire rate by having you, you know, pull the T-bolt back. But, you know, and it's weird because this is epic. You know, they're the same makers of, you know, Gears of War, Unreal Tournament and stuff like that. So it's like you can't get a little bit of animation in there. That That's my only problem, though. I mean, and I don't like that in the other sniper rifles, too, because I know there's other sniper rifles with scopes that every time you shoot, you reload. And it's just like, I don't know. It's a little weird. I'm sorry, guys. Um, I really like the Jurassic Park parody that they did to advertise the T-Rex suit. That was really cool. Um, hopefully, we're going to be getting the jetpack soon. Something happened. There was some feedback. From what I hear, there was some feedback. And so they they pulled it back and they're like, okay, we got to rebalance it and everything. Um, I think... Um, I don't know. I don't know where I am as far as jetpack. Uh, we were talking about on the last episode with uh, Stampy Nose, we were talking with him about having vehicles, and I was really hoping for the hoverboard to come into play. But having having the um, having the jetpack, that's a little weird. We already kind of have a launch pad, and so you know, having something that will get you up in the air. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I really, I'm going to have to see it in action for me to really give you a full impression because I mean, as of right now, the idea of jetpacks kind of sucks because it's like, you already have to worry about aerial attacks from the jump pad from impulse grenades. And you know, when they added this kind of stuff to like call of duty, a lot of people didn't like it so much so that they ended up going back to boots on the ground. So then you have this and they're adding jetpacks and it's like uh i don't know it could be a slippery slope or it could be awesome and it's just something that happens every once in a while um so we'll have to see i'm i'm kind of interested to see how that goes uh the new area lucky landing i really like it um i'm wondering though are they gonna change it once the chinese new year is up are they gonna make it just look like a normal town now because Right now, obviously, it looks kind of Chinese, and that's to go with the uh, Lunar New Year. And so it looks really cool. I like the aesthetic of it and everything. Um, they even had one of the nearby bridges turn into a more um, uh, Asian-looking bridge, and so that's kind of cool. Uh, but we are unfortunately are, are going back to a previous thing that I brought up. This is back when Kevin was on the show. Um, and I, what I brought up is like, okay, we have all these new uh, points of interest and it's really cool, but why don't we get a new map? It's kind of weird, you know, like they're putting all this new stuff. So I did a little investigated work. I basically looked at the old map and then I looked at the new map. And so the old map had 10 name spots with 15 altogether. I could have missed one on accident. So I'm sorry if my math is off or my counting is off. Um, so 10 and 15. Now, the name spots are all the way up to 17. So that's seven extra. And altogether, we're up about to 30. So that's literally double the amount of areas that we started with. So this brings up my question that I had before on a previous podcast. Why don't, why don't we just get a new map? 
all these new points of interest. I love them. Let me be very, very, very clear about that. I love them. I like exploring them, getting to know the nooks and crannies of everything. And I do feel like they made them fit into the existing map in a way that doesn't feel forced, that doesn't feel like, oh, they literally just plop this down and here it is. They, they made it work. So, I mean, I do like it. But when we go from 15 points of interest all the way up to 30, which is double, that could have been a completely different map. It could have been a completely different area that we got to learn. We got to get to know a little bit better. Maybe it was a desert area. Maybe it was a snowy area. Just a little bit of change of pace or something. I would even love to see a a, a map where it's nothing but like the twist, the tilted towers and but maybe it's a smaller area, so maybe there's only 50 players. I think something like that would be really cool because that urban area of the Tilted Towers is super cool. That and Lucky's Landing is kind of the same way. Those areas are really cool. And if we had a map where that's all it was, it was just basically all of them crammed into one, but the player count went down to like 50 or even 25, I think that could be really cool because it would just really change up the, the meta of the game. Could be something really cool. So that's something I'd like to see. I'd like to see them start getting us another map. Give me something else to do. Because no matter how many times you play it and you absolutely love it, um, it does get to a certain point where it's like, uh, here I go playing Caspian Border for the eighth time in a row. Or you get on a server and it's Caspian Border 24-7. If you're Battlefield friends, you know exactly what I mean. I love Caspian Border. It's an awesome map and it's you know beautifully done. However, you can only handle so much of it. I mean, there's plenty of people that play Caspian Border 24-7, and that's obviously why the server was created. But just saying, that's my personal opinion. I'd like to know your guys' opinion. So go on to that Twitter, go on to our Facebook page at ThreatX3 Productions, or even just go to ThreatX3Productions.com and go to our Fortnite discussions. And let me know, do you guys like them continuing to iterate on one map, making that one map super good? Or would you like to see them start branching out into other things? Let me know. Um, so we're going to bring back a segment that I did before, but I didn't technically name it. So it's pitch time. time of the show where I go and I pitch my idea for a game mode or a limited time mode or something like that. Um, also, if you want to write in and give me your own pitch, let me know, but make sure it's pretty detailed because I, I when I do this, I try to make it as detailed as possible so that if anybody has any questions, I pretty much answer it right on the spot. So, so my official pitch today is Storm Shield attack and so basically what this would be is a 4v4 MOBA style game mode this would most likely end up being like on the save the world uh, side of things but I think it could be maybe a way to get the PvE people to go from Battle Royale over the save the world in an interesting way this could be a limited time game mode so it could be around for just a month they could retweak it and then maybe put it back permanently later um, 
there would definitely need to be like a separate progression because since you can get things with the loot llamas, that would mean that it could potentially have a very unbalanced thing. So there has to be a separate progression, which would mean that, you know, each class would basically maybe pick the best out of that class or pick the best two or three out of that class. And that's the choices you get. And maybe those, those choices will lead to who, what kind of weapons you get and what kind of abilities you get obviously so everyone starts off with a common pistol and another weapon based on what class they are so if you're a soldier you start off with the assault rifle if you're a constructor you start off with a shotgun outlanders start off with sniper rifles and ninjas start off with a sword obviously and so there would be two lanes um, on the map itself it, the map itself is very open but the the husks the minions would head down predetermined lanes if you build in front of them they would just go around although there will be certain choke points like canyons and stuff where you can build at and then they have to destroy it this would also be a good spot to put up traps periodically husks will spawn and go down the lanes five husks and two pitchers every third spawn one lobber will also spawn so normally it's just seven and then every third one eight comes instead of turret towers that you would find in a normal MOBA what you would get is blue glow excavators with a defender set up on them instead of a turret and there would be one per lane the objective of the game is to be the first to 500 blue glow or destroy the enemy base and obviously that can be tweaked depending on you know balancing issues Excavators will periodically fill up. Heroes have to go and empty them and then bring the blue glow back to their base. Now here's the trick. Opposite team members can kill you and steal your blue glow. Uh, you can spend the blue glow on certain advantages for each lane or obviously save up to get to the 500. So 15 blue glow would get you double excavator storage. 20 would get you double excavator speed. 30 you could send two blasters which are the big purple ones that shoot out laser beams from their eyes you'd send two of those down a single lane 50 you would send a smasher down one of the lanes 75 you would rebuild an excavator which i think that might be need to go up to like 100 150 you know so that's negotiable and I mean, I think I think it should probably be at least 150 to really make it, okay, do I want my excavator back and have double the amount of blue glow coming back at me? You know, so I think that also depends on what kind of uh, strategies rise from this. Is it a team that wants to focus on blue glow and getting to that 500? Or is it a team that wants to focus on offense and destroying the other base? Okay, so encampments are spread out throughout the map which encampments are basically going to be like forest from mo from mobas the encampments um, will give much needed materials so that you can craft traps and other powerful guns because like i said you only start off with a pistol and whatever else weapon and i guess your your special ability so that will be you know you want to pick what character you want so that you get certain abilities so the encampments are where you're going to get most of your materials, like your nuts and bolts and your rotating things. And so that will help you get more powerful 
um, weapons plus traps which like I said you'll have the choke points uh, when an encampment is destroyed everyone on that particular team receives the materials so I think that's why the two lane is the most important since there's only going to be four people you can have like two people on one lane one person on another lane and then one person farming when you die, if you don't get revived, you will drop a portion of your materials in a present that anybody could grab. So if one of your players are, are close by, they can grab it and grab your materials, which is the nuts and bolts and the rotating. Or an enemy can get it, and that's like kill confirmed. So they get it, they get the materials, and maybe they can get a better gun. So once again, the main strategy, what are you going to do? Are you going to try to go towards that 500? Are you going to try to get to the base and destroy it? You have husks to worry about. You have other players to worry about. You can still build up walls around your excavator to protect it. But obviously, people can shoot that down and take it out and everything. So... I think this would be a really fun um, match to do, especially in PvE. Once again, it could be a good bridge for people who have been playing PvP for the whole time that they've been playing Fortnite. And now we could bring them over and be like, okay, you don't like PvE, but here's a little something to give you a taste. Because now they're going to have to worry about materials. Now they're going to have to worry about crafting. And so it might be a good way to do something that they're used to, killing other players, but also introduce, hey, here's some crafting, here's some stuff to, here's a really good husks and traps and everything. I think it'd be really cool. So you guys let me know. What are your impressions on my official pitch for the Storm Shield attack? All right, so let's move on to our last segment. Let's discuss husks. about killing those husks that we we love to do that grind gotta get that grind on am i right all right so just today i got i saw a new thing we're gonna have boost pads so kind of like jump pads but boostier so obviously you're gonna get a little speed boost um i'd like i'd obviously like to know how long is that speed boost gonna last is it just like the jump pad where it's just a certain distance and then it stops or is it a duration I'd like to know that. Uh, we had a new storyline where we get to help Val on her way to become a defender. So once again, I'm going to gush for a second about Fortnite and how they released, they started releasing stuff for PVE. I said it and then it happened. I'm not saying that I'm the reason that it happened, but I'm also not saying that I'm not the not reason. So, um, but yeah, I, I like how now every week we have something new to work towards and that new week doesn't get rid of the previous week. So even though I was working on Val, I can still work on the fireworks stuff, which was the week before. This is really nice, especially with my particular schedule. I only have a certain amount of time to play and so I 
you know, that feeling of not getting it would really suck. And now they've kind of fixed that by doing it this way. And so I really like that. Um, they have a new mission, which is fight the storm designed specifically for four people. Now I played this with only three and let me tell you, it's definitely designed for four people. We were just, it was absolute insanity. The number of husks coming at us at once and just, it was really fun. I think this was probably, you know, the most fun I've had with Fight the Storm in a while. It, it has gotten to the point where it's like, Fight the Storm. It's like, okay, this is just something I can do really fast. And, you know, it, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. Don't, you know, twist my words around. It's really fun. But, you know, it just gets to that point where it's like, I'm doing this to grind. I'm not necessarily doing it for fun, which, once again, it's still fun. But... Yeah, it's it's the grind. I'm just doing it. And so now with this new game mode and from the sounds of it, this is not this is not the first and last of its kind. It's the first. So they are going to do other things, new challenges. You add this plus some storm modifiers. And I think this could be really cool as far as, you know, now not only is this built for four people, but it has like death burst husks or health burst husks and you know, the endless possibilities are really fun and it just adds a new layer to the already great cake that is the Save the World. Um, the Impulse Grenade actually made its way over to the PBE. This is kind of cool, um, although it, it makes less sense in the PBE, in my personal opinion. You know, it's still fun kind of throwing it down and then making yourself launch. And in a way, you can kind of use it to practice. But, you know, it's different when it's a husk and it's this mindless AI droning on towards you versus somebody who's shooting back at you. However, practice makes perfect. So getting the arc correct, throwing it in the right direction, knowing what the distance is, what the blast radius is. This is all still really good information that you could learn and bring over to Battle Royale. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. So now let's move on to our weekly review. All right, so our weekly review is where we take a look at the weekly items and we I give you my impressions and like which ones I would like to go for. So first up, we have the Dragon Fist. Now the Dragon Fist is like a big hammer. It looks really cool because it has like this big like ram horn on it. Um, and it's obviously going to have kind of a slow, I guess you can't call it a fire rate, but it has a very slow uh, swing rate because it's this giant hammer. And then you have some uh, legendary flux armory slot. You have a wrench. And the wrench itself does a DPS of 288. Um, it looks like one of those socket wrenches, but you're using it as a melee. So this is good if you're a constructor because they have abilities that give you better blunt force trauma, basically. And so then its main stats are 168.3. Durability is pretty good at 280. Impact, which is important for knocking people down, is at 120. And um, attack speed is 0.8, so you're swinging it 0.8 times per second. And so, um, but it's only 600 seasonal points. Um, oh, I guess I didn't tell you what the previous one was. The previous one was 1680. Sorry about that. 1680 for the big hammer, but only 600 for the other one. And that's because it's a purple. Uh, then we have a survivor for only 250. It's a purple one. I don't like that because, like, I already don't know what I'm getting. Um, 
Epic Flux, which is the purple one. Turn your blue guys into purple guys. Then we have the Enforcer Grizzly. This guy's actually a really cool Outlander because his main focus is the teddy bear um, deployable. And that's the one where it's a big teddy bear and you have machine guns on it. Now, what I like is that his main focus is this so most of his buffs when you level him up have to do with the bear itself so like one of the top ones is enemies damaged by teddy have movement and attack <clears throat> sorry movement and attack speed slowed by 30 percent for six seconds so that that six seconds especially if it's like a big smasher could give you a really big leg up Plus, you use this with the epic flux. Get him up to a purple, then get him up to an orange. You know, you could end up getting, uh, you know, a legendary for somewhat, you know, not that expensive. Um, he also has increased range on his teddy bear, so that's really good because their range is already pretty good. So getting that extra range is obviously just going to help out. And so then his support squad bonus, which is what you do if you put him in your squad, increase maximum shield by 10%. So obviously that's going to be really good. Um, just give you a little bit extra. Then we got the great axe. This guy looks cool. It's like this medieval looking axe. Uh, damage of 237 with the impact in the hundreds. So that's good. Going to knock him back. Um, and then finally, we got the um, the ones you can get with the daily coins. Now, just two episodes ago, I complained about how they had wall launcher, floor launcher, floor launcher, wall launcher. I complained, and then they came back at me with the copper um, zapper, which is a wall one. Here we have a ceiling one, which is a gas one. And they're, they're always orange. So that's 700 of the daily coins, which you get 100 100 daily so that means you save up for seven days you got one of these you get a guaranteed orange and i absolutely love that this is probably one i'm going to end up picking up because i think i had a purple one so i think i had a purple one so this one is obviously going to be way better and it does only 45 damage but it does damage over time and i'll have finally have something to use my bacon and my plants on because i don't use those a lot almost at all actually i don't think i use those that often and then you got the terminator the terminator it's a big mp60 it has a giant clip and you get an orange one um this one i actually didn't pick up before and i really regretted it so now that we have it back i'm just... <laughs> i have it yes. i have it thank you for interrupting my podcast gee mom me to be on it <laughs> um yeah i was i i really like it especially since my wife has it i know how it works and everything i really like it uh plus dps really where it gets you because it's up in the 1400 range um so the, the damage itself is only at 121 but that's good starting because that's where it starts so then you just level that guy up get up to two stars that's gonna be ungodly especially since the magazine sign is obviously 100. It has a big drum clip. Reloading, that's where it's going to get you. <laughs> but then even its impact is at 68. And you get enough headshots on like a husky husk. And you can knock that dude over. So um, so yeah, that's your, that's your weekly stuff. You got a couple of really good ones. Now they did add something to this 
seasonal one. This kind of sucks. I'm, I, I, you know, I always have to complain about at least one thing, I guess. But they added Wukong, which Battle Royale players are going to know this. Um, he's like the monkey king, basically. Now, <laughs> what sucks about this, first off, it's a mythic rare level. That's above orange. <laughs> so first off, screw you guys, because it's like now I really, really want that. Um, he's a soldier, which I don't know. Like, I never saw the Monkey King as a soldier. I saw him more as like a ninja, because you think like the way monkeys move around, I'm thinking ninja. So I'm very surprised that he's actually a soldier. It looks like most of his skills are focusing on his shockwave ability. Um, he's obviously really good with debilitating shots with basically they can stack on top of each other and the more you do it, the more you're going to do. He doesn't even have a minigun, which kind of sucks. I don't like the fact that you don't get a minigun with Wu Kang because the way his model looks, his model looks like he's holding a minigun. So <laughs> it's like, oops, did, <laughs> did we forget to do that? You get Warcry, you get Shockwave, and you get Frag Grenade. So um, those are really good. I, I, I feel like if you're going to be the soldier, you need the money gun because you already get a bonus to your range stuff and it just seems like that's a must. Any of the soldiers that don't have the minigun, I don't particularly like focusing on those because I really like that minigun. My perfect threesome, <laughs> my perfect threesome is the minigun, the grenade, and the shockwave. Those three, and I'm pretty much set. I like those three. Those those three are my soldier class that I personally prefer. Speaking of preferred classes, the next thing we're going to talk about, um, we talked about this in a previous uh, podcast, so people who have already heard this, I do apologize. However, it is something that I'm going to be going over in the next couple of episodes. We're going to be talking about each class and which class character is the best for you. Because obviously you have each class is is better at one thing soldiers are better at range damage war cry gives everybody in the near area a little buff of offensive uh constructors are obviously good at blunt force trauma and construction buffs so obviously they're gonna make your fort really good outlanders are good at harvesting because they the damage they do to harvesting like doubles most of them have the in the zone which is where after five hits it doubles your damage so you can harvest a lot faster than most people and your powers in my personal opinion are a little bit op but the way that they kind of counteract that is that the outlanders are the only ones where you have to go and find these nodes in order to get supplies so i can't just keep throwing out teddy bears left and right i have to go find nodes and so that's one thing i think is a little bit forgiving ninjas are obviously really good at melee and my my personal opinion they're they're traversal you know they get they got their double jump and they're jumping all over the place so over the next couple of episodes what we're going to do is next episode we're going to break down soldiers we're going to talk about each character because each class has about 10 different characters each character specializes in different things so like i said my personal choice of a soldier has to have a minigun has to have frag grenades and has to have shock 
shockwave those are the ones i like however what we're going to do is we're going to go over each soldier and tell you what do they have and what their benefits are and then you guys can make your decision what do i want to be when i get a soldier then we'll do constructor then outlander then ninja eventually so that's what we'll do all right so that is it for this episode of once in a fortnight thank you so much for joining me make sure to write in and let me know how you're doing, what you'd like me to talk about, and we'll read that in our reader mail. Uh, I did get a couple of messages from a couple of people saying that they listen to me while they're in their car. So I'd like to dedicate this to you. that was worth it all right thank you guys so much for joining me today on once in a fortnight make sure to go on to twitter go to twitter and if we get to 100 we got two chances at 10 b bucks in order to get to hold on so make sure to get on twitter at once fortnight and give us a follow and maybe a couple of likes and everything and uh, when we get to 100, we're going to do two giveaways of $10 each. So, uh, so close. We're about halfway. So thank you guys so much for doing that. With the new game mode of five teams of 20, I would really like to try and get as many people as we can in a group on our place. Sorry, I play on PlayStation, so I do apologize. Um, I'd like to get a group together on the PlayStation and try to see if we can try to get on the same team. You know, four people, obviously easy. We just get in the squad. But I'd like to try to get as many of the Once in a Fortnite fans all together. Hopefully, you know, we could find 20 of us on the PlayStation 4. Am I right? There's at least 20 of you guys out there. Let's try to get that. Let's try to get together. Um, sometime over the weekend or possibly even on Tuesday. If you haven't already, go on to the PlayStation, go to the communities and look up Once in a Fortnight. And I'll, I'll create an event there um, to figure out and obviously look at Twitter and I'll, I'll put it up there too. So, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. But I'd really like to get together and, and try to get a, a whole team of Once in a Fortnighters. And maybe then I could actually get a win. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much for joining me today. You keep a weathered eye on that horizon. You have a fortnight to prepare.